By now you've probably noticed that there have been dioceses around the United States and in the Western world, well, restricting receiving Holy Communion because of the big risk of illness right now. So that's been, of course, a source of controversy, and you see this on all sorts of Catholic social media pages, all kinds of arguments about this. And Bishop Athanasius Schneider, on the same day that he released the last statement that I put up of his, commented on this. And I didn't choose at the time to post that one. Well, I'm going to today because of just how important the story has become. I'm only going to change words in this very slightly because of, well, issues I've really gone into lately. So, without further ado, Bishop Athanasius Schneider. The right of Holy Communion in these times. Nobody can force us to receive the body of Christ in a way that constitutes a risk of the loss of the fragments and a de decrease in reverence, as is the way of receiving communion in the hand. Although it is true that one could receive communion on a small white and clean handkerchief, purificator, a small corporeal, directly in the mouth, this way, this way is not always practical and even refused by some priests. In these cases, it is better to make a spiritual communion which fills the soul with special graces. In times of persecution, many Catholics were unable to receive Holy Communion in a sacramental way for, a, for long periods of time, but they made a spiritual communion with much spiritual benefit. Communion in the hand is no more hygienic than communion in the mouth. Indeed, it can be dangerous for contagion. From a hygienic point of view, the hand carries a huge amount of bacteria. Many pathogens are transmitted through the hands. Whether by shaking other people's hands or on frequently touching objects, such as door handles or handrails and grab bars in public transports, germs can pass quickly from hand to hand. And with these unhygienic hands and fingers, people then often touch their nose and mouth. Also, germs can sometimes survive on the surface of the touched object for days. According to a 2006 study published in the journal BMF Infectious Diseases, influenza viruses and similar viruses can persist on inanimate surfaces, such as, for example, door handles or handrails and handles in transport and public buildings for a few days. Many people who come to church and then receive Holy Communion in their hands have first touched door handles or handrails and grab bars in public transport or other buildings. Thus, viruses are imprinted on the palms and fingers of their hands. And then during Holy Mass, with these hands and fingers, they are sometimes touching their nose or mouth. With these hands and fingers, they touch the consecrated host, thus impressing the virus also on the host, thus transporting the virus through the host into their mouth. Communion in the mouth is certainly less dangerous and more hygienic compared to the communion in the hand. In fact, the palm and fingers of the hand, without intensely intense washing, undeniably contain an accumulation of viruses. The ban on communion in the mouth is unfounded, compared to the great health risk of communion in the hand in the time uh, of, an, of these. Such a ban constitutes an abuse of authority. Furthermore, it seems that some church authorities are using the situation of an epidemic as a pretext. It seems also that some of them have a kind of cynical joy to spread more and more the process of trivialization and desacralization of the most holy and divine body of Christ in the Eucharistic sacrament exposing the body of the Lord himself to the real dangers of irreverence, loss of fragments, and sacrileges, theft of consecrated hosts. Then there is also the fact that during the church's 2,000-year history, there was no proven cases of contagion due to the reception of Holy Communion. In the Byzantine church, the priest gives communion to the faithful even with a spoon, the same spoon for everyone, 
And then the priest or deacon drinks the wine and water with which he purified the spoon, which was sometimes even touched the tongue of the faithful during the reception of communion. Many faithful of the Eastern churches are scandalized when they see the lack of faith of bishops and priests of the Latin rite, as they introduce the ban on receiving communion in the mouth, a ban made ultimately for lack of faith in the sacred and divine character of the body and blood of the Eucharistic Christ. If the church in our day does not endeavor again with the utmost zeal to increase the faith, reverence and security measures for the body of Christ, all security measures for humans will be in vain. If the church in our day will not convert and turn to Christ, giving primacy to Jesus, and namely to Eucharistic Jesus, God will show the truth of his word which says, Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Unless the Lord keep the city, he watches in vain that keeps it. See Psalm 126, verses 1-2. to the following prayer for making a spiritual communion is recommended. At thy feet, O my Jesus, I prostrate myself, and I offer thee the repentance of my contrite heart, which is humbled in it nothingness and in thy holy presence. I adore thee in the sacrament of thy love, the ineffable Eucharist. I desire to receive thee into the poor dwelling that my heart offers thee. While waiting for the happiness of sacramental communion, I wish to possess thee in spirit. Come to me, O my Jesus, since I, for my part, am coming to thee. The love embrace my whole being in life and death. I believe in thee, I hope in thee, I love in thee. Amen. Signed, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of St. Mary in Astania. Bishop Schneider's comments were echoed a couple of days later in a statement released by Archbishop Alexander Sample of Port the Diocese of Archdiocese of Portland, Oregon, when he issued the this document I will also give you verbatim. Further considerations and liturgical celebrations and public health concerns. Again, issued by the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon Office of Divine Worship. This office has received some calls from concerned parishioners stating that they have been denied Holy Communion on the Tongue or have been told that Holy Communion on the Tongue has been banned in certain parishes. After consulting with the Archbishop, this office would like to clearly communicate that a parish cannot ban the reception of Holy Communion on the tongue, nor may an ordinary or extraordinary minister refuse a person requesting Holy Communion on the tongue. See Redemptiona Sacramentum 92, quote, each of the faithful always has the right to receive Holy Communion on the tongue at his choice, end quote. This morning we consulted with two physicians regarding this issue, one of which is a specialist in immunology for the state of Oregon. They agree that done properly, the reception of Holy Communion on the tongue or in the hand pose a more or less equal risk. The risk of touching the tongue and passing the saliva onto others is obviously a danger, however. The chance of touching someone's hand is equally probable and one's hands have a greater exposure to germs. Therefore, it is most probable that Ordinary and extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion are able to distribute Holy Communion without risk of touching the hands or the tongue. Parishioners should also be instructed how to receive Holy Communion properly, either on the tongue or in the hand. If extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion feel uncomfortable distributing Holy Communion either in the hand or on the tongue, they should be excused from this ministry. Again, that is from the uh, the Office of the of Divine Worship for the Archdiocese of Portland. Now, we know that these actions have been taken in response to the public health concerns of the day. These actions are, of course, completely unnecessary and, frankly, won't be enforced in traditional Latin mass parishes of groups like the SSPX, the FSSP, and others 
due to communion in the hand being utterly banned in the missiles of 1962 and earlier. Clearly, if anyone understands the issues at hand related to the risks the bishops banning communion on the tongue are citing, then it's clear that their concerns are spurious and probably an excuse. For as Bishop Schneider said in his letter, the risks are much higher in communion in the hand, given everything that the faithful touch between their homes and the Eucharist at Mass. Maybe they'll introduce a rite of purification for everyone where the sign of peace used to be. It would be keeping with the spirit of Vatican II in that way. Anyway, let me know what you think of this. Expect a second video later in the day on a related subject. The sources for this are listed on the sources blog at returntotradition.org. And I do recommend that you go there and sign up to get notified of when I get post over there because I've heard recently that many subscribers are no longer getting notified of when I upload a video and, ha and many haven't seen anything from me in weeks. And no, I don't sell those email addresses. I never actually see them. It's just you get a, no you get a notification whenever... I post something there, which is every weekday. Now, one way around that not being notified issue is to go to the sources blog and sign up over there at returntotradition.org, like I said, or go into the description of this video and click on the Facebook link and follow the Return to Tradition Facebook page where I typically post everything. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.